welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and thank you for joining me. This is a continuation of the podcast, People Do Not Realise They Need God. We looked at the church being built and put together as a temple of God for the purpose of God. Today we will look at the church who knows and understands the will of God, but sometimes pursues this on its own terms. Before you say in your heart, wait a minute, this is not us at all, I would like you to bear with me for a few moments, please. This statement, we can pursue God's purpose on our terms, is not a new thing at all. I'd like to give you two examples from God's word and two examples from history. As we all know, Peter was a dedicated follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. He had developed great passion and a love for his newfound teacher and master, Jesus Christ. Peter had learned that Jesus was the Son of God and this person was destined for great things to come for Israel and her people. Peter was pressing into God's kingdom as Jesus was going about ministering to the people. Peter was impressed by him and soon realised God's will for Jesus. He was here to save his people. When he and the other disciples understood this, Jesus suddenly reveals more about God's will. He is going to die at the hands of his own people, and then he will be raised again three days later, as it says in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 23, which I will read now. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offence to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Now Peter, not understanding how God was planning to save his people, decided to step in. He wanted to help Jesus and see him fulfill God's will and purpose. After all, Peter knew in his mind that Jesus cannot help anyone if he is dead. Peter, who understood the general will of God, was trying to control the situation, thinking he had God's interest at heart. But no, as you heard, Jesus rebuked Peter because his purpose and the way he was thinking were clashing with God's plan. And Jesus was not saying that Peter had Satan in him, but he pointed out that he was looking at God's will through man's eyes, not God's eyes. Now, I'd just like to share with you another example, and this example is Moses. Moses had a heart for God. Over time, Moses, who was raised and as an Egyptian, began to understand the will of God for his life. He was there to save his people from Egyptian rule. He had a passion to see his people, the Israelites, set free from oppression. And Moses knew in his mind that he was in a position to make that happen. I'd like to read Acts chapter 7 verses 20 to 29. At that time, Moses was born, and he was no ordinary child. For three months he was cared for by his family. When he was placed outside, Pharaoh's daughter took him and brought him up as her own son. Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was powerful in speech and action. 
when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his own people, the Israelites. He saw one of them being mistreated by an Egyptian, so he went to his defense and avenged him by killing the Egyptian. Moses thought that his own people would realize that God was using him to rescue them, but they did not. The next day, Moses came upon two Israelites who were fighting. He tried to reconcile them by saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you want to hurt each other? But the man who was mistreating the other pushed Moses aside and said, Who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard this, he fled to Midian, where he settled as a foreigner and had two sons. Now Moses, who is a part of Pharaoh's household and in a powerful position to act, decided to help God with his plan. How did it go? Not so good. He decided to murder an Egyptian, hoping to prove to the Israelites he was on their side and that he was able to help them escape the Egyptians who were mistreating them. But it got worse after the murder. The Israelites were not ready to accept Moses as a leader and they pushed him aside. And it got worse again. People quickly found out that he had murdered an Egyptian. This forced him to run away from Pharaoh's palace where he had lived and abandon his own people and leave them under Pharaoh's oppressive rule. In the end, Moses became a foreigner in a country that did not know him and became a shepherd for 40 years. As my mother says, he decided to work for God, but he did not work with God. Moses became a stumbling block to God and therefore he was removed out of the way until God's plan was ready for him to be a mighty leader in Israel. Okay, I'd just like to share um, an example from history, and it's the year 1899. The Church of the Day got together to plan an event in the United States of America. It was called the 20th Century Ford Movement. The Church of the Day was strong with increasing numbers of people coming to salvation. The plan, however, was to increase the number of people coming to salvation in a bigger way, what we call a revival. They had the money and the resources to do it, including many evangelists ready to preach the Word of God. They organized many people to pray for this revival to happen, with a goal of 2 million people to be converted to Jesus Christ. Even in my city of Melbourne in Australia, they had 10,000 people praying for this big event. And so the churches went ahead with the plan and it went for months. What was the result? Almost nothing. And it would have been a great disappointment for all those involved. This ended up being another case of Moses. Just as the Israelites were not ready for Moses, the world was not ready to hear the gospel and pushed the church aside. The church, which spent an enormous amount of money on the plan, had lost it all. The church knew God's will for the sinner, but it did not seek God's plan for the sinner of that day. The church worked for God, but it did not work with God. A few years later, a revival actually did happen. It happened in a poor area of England with a few young people 
who were pressing into God's kingdom through prayer. As one Methodist church member said, God waited until we got our plans out of the way. That's an interesting statement. And the last example I'll give about a person called Darren Smith. That's right, me. He was raised in a Christian home, taught Christian values, went to Sunday school, youth group, and church twice on Sundays. He became a Christian at 18 years of age and soon realized he had the gift of teaching. It was not long before he was up behind the pulpit preaching regularly. He preached straight to the point and challenged the believer on biblical issues that he thought needed attention. But how did it all turn out for Darren in the end? Not good at all. When a preacher in his church talked incorrectly about the Bible, he would get up and preach the correct way at the next available opportunity. When Darren got upset, he did not seek God, but decided to correct the situation his way. What happened after doing that? The senior minister removed him and never allowed him to preach again. Darren thought he was helping God by presenting a better picture of the gospel, but in the end, he was doing more harm than good. What happened to Darren? In a very short time, God removed him because he became a stumbling block to his plan at that time. God moved him into a different denomination that did not know him and he did not know them. Even though Darren knew the will of God for his life with the gifting he had, Darren did not see God on his plan on how to use that gifting wisely and lovingly. The lesson for all these examples is this. Seek the Lord God with all your heart, soul and mind. And this is done through much prayer and listening to the Holy Spirit who God has gifted to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself was the best example for practicing this. Jesus knew the will of God, but that did not mean he knew God's plan getting from point A to point B. When you read through the Gospels, Jesus prayed daily to his Father in heaven because every day was different. He met an assortment of people with differing needs and backgrounds. And this is how Jesus loved the people of the day. He always went to God first, so he would get God's plan right for the people he treasured. I would like to finish off with a great lesson from Moses after he spent many years in the wilderness. It's Psalm 90. It's a prayer of Moses, and in verse 12 it says this, Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. I pray as a church, the saints of the living God, that we will learn to seek God's will and plan first, that we may work with God to bless those whom he treasures dearly, the sinner and the saint. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember this, the sun rises each day for you with new opportunities. Carefully watch this day that you may learn and grow together as the people of God. Amen. And I hope you really flow with that. And I really hope that God is really speaking to your heart. And there is one more podcast coming in a few weeks, which is part four of this mini-series regarding the church. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bye.